Thank you for listening to or watching their episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Beyond Light raid date that we got from Bungie in their weekly TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If you'd like all my content in one location, go to sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com has Rageless Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR Presents all under one roof. The schedules, the videos, if you want to know what we're doing and when we're doing it, be sure to check that out. And the Rageless Roundtable returns today. Uh, If you're here live, stick around for that. So, this is some information we've been waiting for because we're always sort of everybody's kind of chomping at the bit do I need to ask off time for work how much time am I going to have to allot that first week to like level like an insane person there's been a variety of raid launch dates over the year uh, varying from the absurd with crown of sorrows which was day one of opulence uh, to the you know the more longer windows of time vaults of glass I think was like a couple of weeks maybe even more after the original launch of Destiny 1. I have always been in favor of giving us at the very least one full week with the reset, and that is what they've opted to do. So I'm going to walk through some of the details. Now, I will say it was sparse, so at the end of this talk, I'm going to talk about the fact that like we're still not getting a lot of information. I, we're, it, it is still thin. Uh, it is still very, very thin. Uh, so, Bungie announced the next race... Uh, for the Raid World First begins on Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific. Being on a Saturday and after one reset, I think is better than same day or same week. I've continually said, if you're going to launch a campaign, a new location, we've got all these story missions and things to do, let us enjoy that so that we don't just sort of run over the content ripshod and get ready for the day one raid race. And people always would come back at me and say, no one's forcing you to do that. And I would always respond and simply say, that's fine. No one's forcing Bungie to put the raid the first week, forcing anybody who wants to jump in as a contender or just because you want the sh- uh, the, 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 the stuff that they give you. They started giving you the ability to order a jacket or get an emblem. They're incentivizing you jumping in day one or week one. So give us a little bit more time. So I am actually very, very happy with this as the result. I can take that first week. Obviously, I'll be playing a lot, but I won't be, you know, killing myself over trying to level I will be doing a lot of streams that week and putting in pretty much double time Uh, we'll be going over to do repeat theater and then we'll come right back here to this channel and go live and we'll just keep on rocking it out and doing what we can Um, now some have speculated about this aspect of it that a longer window before raid launch means that the campaign and the new content is pretty stout they pointed to the forsaken raid being a similar launch window of that you get one reset uh, and you're you're able you're able to have that time to prepare I listen I don't know I don't know if that's the if that's the speculation I want to make right now okay I'm happy with the decision but I don't know if I'm gonna say oh they're they're putting it this far out because there's so much content there's so much you know campaign so many missions 
I, I'm not actually sure if if I want to go there yet. I like it. I really do. I like the speculation. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to think that that might be one of the reasons, but I got more to say with respect to how thin it actually is. Thank you so much, Mike, for the brand new membership. Now let's talk about contest and the artifact. There was more good news in this TWAB, even though it was thin and even though it was sparse, there was more good news in here. Contest mode will cap players uh, at 20 power below each encounter for the first 24 hours. That obviously means they don't anticipate anybody taking longer than 24 hours to beat it (laughs) because that would be, you know, that would turn contest mode off and then teams would suddenly start having different varying degrees of power advantage. Um, Artifact power is disabled during contest mode. This was my favorite part of the TWAB. Well, I guess my second favorite. I was glad to see that they were not uh, doing it that first week and that we were getting that extra time. And I'm also glad that they decided to say, listen, we're going to shut the artifact off. So all these people saving all their bounties, hoping for that power, you know, power advantage, they're not going to have that. They're not going to be closer to the 1230, as it says on the next line there. 1230 powers your team's goal to be at the cap for all of the encounters. So 1060 is the highest you can be right now, and you're really going to want to be climbing pretty high there to get all the way to 1230 you know what is that 170 um i'm bad at math so i quickly i might have gotten that wrong that's a lot of power jump now some have said they're still going to save their bounties because they're 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 considering there might be really good mods on the back half of the artifact now we don't know if the artifact power being disabled will also disable the mods they haven't really specified that in here so there could be there could still be reasons to stack your bounties to just plow through that artifact and get to the end because that's where things like oppressive darkness hang out and that can be really really helpful in the raid more than likely as long as your raid team has one or two people that are that insane you're going to be you know, you're going to have somebody that gets that that crazy save up and that crazy bounty save up, and then they're going to have those uh, those those after. I still think, I still think that they are going to get rid of your bounties. By the way, they haven't told us, but they've given us a clue that they're probably going to be deleting your bounties. And here's how I'm I'm kind of drawing this conclusion. If they weren't doing anything about bounty stacking, they wouldn't have told you that they're going to give you information about it. They would have just said nothing. There's no reason to talk to us about it unless they're actually doing something about it. I think they're going to say, due to the fact that the game is being reinstalled and then would need to be doing new, you know, new, new synchronization with the Bungie servers, it's going to wipe all those bounties as they're being updated or whatever. So I think the fact that they've already told you they're going to talk to you about bounties, they're actually going to get rid of them. So I'm really, really glad to see the artifact disabled. Saving bounties basically means nothing now for the day one raid race outside of maybe getting some of those mods uh, on the back half of the artifact because someone said, you know, hey, when it's disabled in Iron Banner, the power, you can still use the mods. And last, but certainly not least, let's talk about the lack of info. Many are concerned about the lack of info, and to be honest, I am actually joining this team, okay? I was consistently saying in September, everybody chill, everybody relax. 
let's just get into October. By the time we get about halfway through October, they're really going to start ramping up. Well, October the 15th is smack dab in the middle of the month, and we got virtually nothing in this TWAB. They didn't talk about whether or not there'll be adept weapons in the raid. Are they doing any kind of intrinsic perk? Is the loot going to be better? Is there going to be a hard mode? Are we going to be able to rerun it? Are you changing the loot logistics? Is it going to be like the Prophecy Dungeon? Or are you going to keep doing this weekly lockout nonsense? Are you doing anything with the revive tokens or the revive timer? It was a very, very, it was like a memo. Right? It was like a memo. It was like, here's the launch date, here's some bullet points. And then they got into like you know what they're doing for next gen. I'll probably do a separate video about that. I didn't want to I didn't want to like ham fist that into this talk. So we have no information about adept weapons or how raid loot will work. We're still questioning like are they gonna talk about leveling? Are they changing that? We have no idea what they're doing with bounty or bounty XP adjustments. Are you doing anything to guns? Are we getting a weapons 2.0? We have no idea. All that stuff is completely question marks right now. What's the difference between Beyond Light and the Season since they're separate purchases now? We've never done that for an expansion. These are all questions that remain unanswered at this point in time. Information about Destiny 2 Beyond Light is just incredibly lacking and we know one of the TWABs between now and launch is going to be about the sandbox and there's at least one vid doc. We know there's at least one. We don't know if they've done multiple but we do know they recorded a vid doc that is likely you know, going to land close to the expansion. And many people hear me say this or others say this, and they're like, listen, I don't, I I like some mystery. I don't want to know everything. Understand this. I'm not asking for pictures of the raid armor or the raid guns. We got that in uh, Wrath of the Machine. We saw the armor ahead of time. I don't want that. That's not what I'm asking for. What I'm asking for is just very basic information. Can I get a bullet point? Can I get a splash page for the season like you used to do so I know what am I getting as far as is there an activity? Is there loot? What are you doing with the loot pools? Will the Vanguard, will they get an update? Will the Crucible get an update? They're all sharing armor. We we don't even have any information about what, what we're getting in Beyond Light other than Europa and Stasis subclasses. So... I know Luke Smith said they're keeping the cards close to the chest, but at this point in time, I'm wondering if we're going to be drinking from a fire hose so close to launch that it'll be overwhelming, or is it concerning? I didn't want to make this video about Deej leaving. I kind of wore this shirt in his honor. I actually always liked Deej, uh, even after everything that went down. He, he loves Warlock, so I thought, I'll wear a Warlock shirt tomorrow as a quiet way to tip my hat to him. Uh, I don't know if him leaving is concerning or not. I know people are kind of tying everything together here. Um, you know, oh, we didn't get a lot of info and Deej is leaving right before a huge expansion. I don't want to smoke up the conspiracy fires and get people all wound up about that. Let this guy ride off into the sunset and let's let's judge the content once it's out. So we're gonna we're gonna actually transition here in a little bit to the Rageous Roundtable, but if you're listening to this or watching elsewhere, there will be QA and VIP to follow. We're just recording those sessions later. So as always, if you are listening or watching elsewhere, you can come to say no to rage.com to watch live or go to SNTRnetwork.com for all my content in one location. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This can be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the raid date for Beyond Light was revealed by Bungie in their TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, any of the podcast platforms that are out there, you can always catch me live at Say No to Rage. 
SNTRnetwork.com. Or if you want all of my content in one location, SNTRnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com has everything in one spot. The Rageous Roundtable just returned, SNTR Presents, and Repeat Theater, everything in one place for you. So be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. Techno Tyrant with the first question. Do you think the paragraph about determining a winner in World's First Rules page seemingly directed at cheaters means we shouldn't expect any real anti-cheat system with Beyond Light, considering with one, this wouldn't be a problem? I'm going to say yes and no, okay? I know we're probably not going to get a significant anti-cheat update, but I don't necessarily think that your reasoning is, is, um, is airtight. And here's what I mean. Even if they had an anti-cheat system put into place, I still think they would want to make sure 100% the team that wins didn't do anything weird. Even even anti-cheat systems, people get through. People cheat. We played plenty of people in Valorant that were clearly cheating, and they had a really, really strong anti-cheat. They've done anti-cheat in Call of Duty. They did anti-cheat in, For- you know, in Fortnite. And plenty of people still got through the cracks. So even if they were doing an anti-cheat update, I don't think that they are, but even if they were, I still think they would probably write a paragraph like this to set the expectations. Look, we're going to have to double and triple verify the winner. It's going to take a little bit longer than normal to announce the winner. So keep playing even if you hear uh, you know, a rumor or whatever. Not as big of an issue. I, no, I don't agree. I, I think if you had an anti-cheat installed and an updated anti-cheat or whatever, I think in, in many respects, it would be an even bigger issue to verify the winner because then how embarrassing would that be to have a, an anti-cheat? We all update it, we install it, we go in, and then we find out a couple days later that the world's first team actually somehow circumvented it and cheated. Like, in either scenario, I still think you would want to have a very, very good vetting process to ensure they hand off the belt to the right team. Um, I, I hear where you're coming from and I think you're going to end up being right. I don't necessarily think that the reasoning you're putting forth here is airtight though. I I think that we, we can, we have it on pretty good authority. We're not getting a a decent anti-cheat update because the, uh, the leaks from wish you luck have been very consistently on target. And he essentially said, we're going to get two factor. (laughs) I mean, and that just isn't exactly, uh, what I would consider to be. Um, enough. I mean, we've we've seen plenty of uh, we've seen plenty of of games do that. I mean, even Call of Duty's doing the two factor, and uh, it's not enough. It, it's this they're not they're not um, they're not they're not cheat free right now. And so, I at the end of the day, whenever they launched on PC, this was an up uh, this was a a problem that emerged. Right, this was a problem that emerged was that the the, the cheaters were going to potentially come into the game, both with respect to PvP, but in this case also in PvE because they can brute force past stuff, they can brute force past you know different encounters or you know damage bake a boss and, and get you know unlimited heavy ammo. I mean, imagine the first couple of times you've run some of these raids, being able to go into a raid and have an unbelievable amount of... Um, uh, an unbelievable amount of, of, of ammo, right? Um, Deej feeding Wish on his way out. That would be really, really funny if that's actually what's going on, because Wish did say it would surprise us who it was. I mean, they buried the hatchet years ago, but that didn't really seem to matter uh, when the other guy decided to, to block him or whatever. In any case, I, uh, I would say 
we have it on pretty good authority that they're not going to do a significant anti-cheat install and they're going to go to two-factor and two-factor doesn't seem to be you know perfectly airtight because call of duty is still getting tons of complaints from people publicly about the uh, about the the cheaters in the game so Technical with another question. According to Season of Dawn gear, the new hard cap will be 1260. Do you think that Europa or Year 4 Seasons could be higher power than our Sunset gear can go? Should we expect the new seasonal activity to be near the seasonal cap like the past two we've had? This actually is a really, really good question because I have continued to say Bungie cannot have brand new seasonal content or entrance level content be a barrier with respect to power level. I do not think that's a good idea. I uh, I actually think it's bad um, to, to, to do that. I said that during the tower event, and I said that again this season during the contact event. I don't think it's a good uh, a good idea. So, in 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 that in that regard, um, when I when I uh, when I look at this you know this particular scenario that you're posing, my hope would be that every time they launch a new season and there's a seasonal activity uh, and there's an entrance point uh, activity that should just be 750 or whatever the new bottom of the barrel is like if they raise all your stuff to 1050 or whatever then strikes 1050 public space 1050 like everything should just be at that entrance level and one of the reasons I'm really really in support of this is because I believe we need hard mode to return and that's where you would put the aspirational level to hit and um, that's where you would put the um you know, that's where you would put the, the, the that the, the true grind or the true endgame grind, right? I don't think you can say, hey, for $10, come play this seasonal content. There's a seasonal activity. Oh, and by the way, it's basically considered endgame. They consistently talked about how sunsetting would affect endgame viability, uh, the, the most challenging environments. Uh, contact public event and tower event, is that's not what that is. So I believe in year three, they made some design mistakes that understandably has people worried. They're like, so wait, am I going to show up to a brand new season and subsequently have all of my gear sunset unless I just want to run old strikes and old planets? Or is entrance level content going to be accessible to me? These are 100% valid questions. And they're not just questions that you should be asking as maybe a more casual player, but also as a more hardcore player. Are we always going to be put in that scenario of a season launching and having to go back through and, and run old content to level up? just to run the new content that's been a criticism for the longest of times now using okay using old content of you know to level i think is fine but requiring me to level to play new content is not right if do you understand how i'm drawing a distinction there requiring me or or using old content to level is fine requiring me to go run old content to run new content is not the new content should just be entrance level come in and enjoy it if there's a hard mode if there's aspirational stuff like a dungeon or a raid it's totally fine to route me through old content to level up for that i'm fine with that you know you want to use the entire game you don't want to just use that small new slice like if all we did to level up was run sundial over and over again we would have gotten freaking really bored that I think is fine to route me through a lot of that you know it it would be it would that would be I think the way to do it and that I think would also allow people to not be concerned about sunsetting so 
Uh, Necro says the game releases on November the 10th and the raid is the 21st. Are we able to get to the Rebecca light in 11 days? That seems quick to me. I actually don't know because usually when they do a big power jump like that, the first hundred or 200 goes by ridiculously fast. Um, so, you know, it's a 170 power jump and because it's a 170 power jump, I would think, I would think that they're going to really equip you to level quickly. I mean, I can't see 170 uh, being inaccessible to us. We can't do it. We're not, we can't level up fast enough. I think that would kind of be absurd. If you can't do that in a week and a half, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's to me, the fact that they said you're going to want to target 1230, I would say then that's something that you're going to be able to do. I, it wouldn't make sense to be like, all right, you got a week, you got a week and four days to get ready, and you want to target twelve thirty. And if nobody can hit twelve thirty, then what in the frick did you tell us that for, right? Twelve twenty is a soft cap. Yeah, twelve twenty could be the soft cap, and that final ten's when it slows down. That's probably true, you know. Um, in recent memory, we had to run blind well to play any of the annual pass stuff. What? You had to run blind well. What are you talking about? I I I think yeah, 1200 or 1220, somewhere close to the 1230 mark will be the soft cap. So you're going to get there super duper fast. No problem. Well, you're going to get to the 1200. You're going to get to the soft cap super super fast. You're not going to get to 1230 super super fast. Let me make sure I'm clear on that, okay? Seasonal caps 1260. So 12 to 1250 should be powerfuls. Okay. That's probably right. I bet 1200 is a soft cap, says Wheezy. 1250, 1260s for Pinnacle. Yeah, Wheezy and Techno are both saying the same thing, and that sounds on the money. We're probably going to get to 1200 to breakneck speed, and that final 30 is when it's going to really, really slow down. So you're probably not going to want to do any... Man, I don't know. You're probably going to want to do literally one milestone and then backfill everything. And then... After that, I would think... See, this is why I have questions about leveling, man. If I got a level to 170 and I only have so many milestones to do it in a given week, I'm I don't know. I'm really really curious if they're going to if they're going to mess with it cuz if I got to go run comp and gambit and all that again, it's not going to feel like they've really rebooted the game. It's going to feel like the same old same old, you know. I really hope that leveling is getting changed. Given that they're given that they're completely rebuilding the beginning of the game with Shaw Han on the Cosmodrome, and that blog post said they're going to learn about our progression systems, I really hope that means that was the beginning of the conversation about we need leveling to make way more sense. How on earth are you going to have a tutorial with Shaw Han that makes sense of the current leveling system? It honestly is difficult to make sense of the leveling system. I can't see a tutorial making sense of it without confusing the player even more. How many times have we tried to explain to a new player what the soft cap is, what backfilling is, what a plus zero is, all that nonsense, and then infusion? Huh? What? Like, I don't know. I would really, really hope that them doing that is also attached to a leveling change. Hezen. Yolono, given the fact that this raid release date is the longest we've ever had to wait for a raid, with Last Wish being 10 days and this being 11, do you feel that this hints toward the raid being the biggest we have ever gotten? So you're looking at it in a different way, Hezen. 
I've had people look at this and they say similarly to you that this means the campaign and the expansion is humongous. So they're giving us 11 days to prepare for the raid. Um, given that we have to level up so much and given that it's you know it's been a while since we've had a pretty big raid, Last Wish was huge. Uh, Leviathan is actually pretty big. And then um, Garden and Garden and the rest were pretty were a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it could mean that it it could, it could just point to the fact that they're kind of tired of that first week. And I can, I always said this, I'm like, you, you launched Forsaken and for a week and a half, everyone's playing your game in like the stupidest way possible. Like, how is that good for marketing? Viewership is higher. Uh, you got a higher viewership for every, every directory every video, every live streamer, and all they're doing is is pumping out garbage content of ingram farming and 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 trying to find glitches and 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 getting frustrated at bad RNG leveling. Um Watch the raid be in a single room, a cave and bosses just run out of a wall. Yeah, it'll be a loot cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll call it the Great Loot Cave. Yeah. I was talking about uh, view view count. Oh, I didn't see what you said. I have friends on Xbox over 1090. Okay, we're definitely gonna out level the raid. At least I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, um, no bounties. You're not gonna really do bounties because the artifact is uh, artifact power is disabled in the raid. Now bounties might help you level up the artifact, and the artifact may have cool mods late on its like fourth and fifth slot but come on if we're leveling for 11 days I kind of feel like the entire artifact's going to get unlocked in that time I don't feel like you're going to need to save bounties for that I don't know current max level without the artifact is 1060 you can be 1060 going into this content 1050 if you don't do any pinnacles so Finding Chemo says, with the length of the wait between launch and the raid, presumably to allow us time to grind, do you think this is an indication that they'll be deleting our bounties between seasons? Well, we yeah, we just touched on this, though. If the artifact power is disabled, then I don't think these two are related. I personally think that, yes, they will be deleting your bounties. However, I don't think they're going to reason it. Uh, we're not going to reason it that way. Um, they're going to say it's because of the reinstall. It's because we're having to change a bunch of in-game systems. Uh, it's the, um, the, the nature, the, the nature of the nature of, of, of bounty saving has been a problem for a really, really long time. And I just hope they wipe them. I really, really do. It's just a clean slate. Everything starts. Everything starts new. Everything starts fresh. Uh, I just think they should just reset them every single season. When you go and grab a Vanguard bounty right now, it should say Season of Arrivals Vanguard bounty, Season of Arrivals Crucible bounty. And when the season ends, the bounties go away. I I think that's the cleanest, most sensible system to do. It's. It's just illogical and stupid to save surpluses for next season, and then you bypass all natural XP grind and earn rates that they, that, that they set up. You know, imagine going and buying a brand new game and being like, well, I played your last game, so I should start your game at level 10. 
Well, they're like, well, no, we we set it up to where there's natural leveling progression and rhythms in the early game of this brand's new game and a new season and a new expansion is essentially that. It's like, it's time to come back and kind of do everything over again. It's kind of come back and, you know, get to leveling again, grab some guns, grab some loot. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to bypass all that because I lived in a lost sector for three months because I got bored. I just think that it's stupid. If you earned it in this season, it should be earnable, usable, and you cash it in that season, and then that's it. That that you're getting rewarded for your time. Um, you know, should you be able to run the raid 25 times before the new raid launches, and then cash in and go trade all your raid gear for new raid gear? Because well, you're I, I prepared. I, I worked hard and ran those raids. You need to award me. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to run stuff in the summer and then cash it in and benefit from it in November. I just, that, you're never going to convince me that that's not dumb. It's just dumb. I'm not saying you doing it is dumb. I'm saying them allowing it is dumb. It should just re, it should just be a fresh start every time. Um, so until they fix leveling, I like my bounties carrying over. I mean, I get it. You like to get that padding. You like to kind of, you know, bypass a lot of that stuff. Um, You know, I I think that that is a... um, I think that would be... That would be a really, really good... You know, it it is a really, really good bump. But my hope is fix leveling. You know, stop punting and fix leveling. Um, The longer they hold off on saying anything, the more hopeful I am that they are deleting them. They'll say it as late as possible so they can shorten the backlash period. Well, yeah, and then the, and the, the people will be really irritated, though, because they're going to be like, now, nah, hang on a minute. I, I you, you couldn't tell us this a couple of weeks ago. I've been running bounties all this time. Um, I envision them saying something to the effect of, like, we did everything we could to, uh, to, to, to figure out a solution here, but we just weren't able to save the bounties. The bounties are going to the bounties are going to die. <laughs> the bounties have to die, right? They uh, they have to die. And, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't think the, the leveling needs to be retooled and bounties need to reset. Like it's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Barrett with the performance patch for next gen releasing in early December, should Bungie have had the raid release that day to give consoles a fair experience? Also more time to fix gear bugs. I mean, I, I, no, I don't agree with this. I, you know, we've had raid races since the beginning of time, and it's, you know, well, not since the beginning of time, but we've had raid races between PC and console for years now. So there's no reason to delay the raid even more so that you can get your extra FPS and FOV slider. Um, I, I, if that seems like I'm being dismissive, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but we've already waited enough. You know, we've waited all this time to get Beyond Light. I'm not waiting another entire month for the raid so that you can get your you know your fps and your fov slider um i don't uh i don't think that that is the appropriate decision to make um also i do think bungie likes to narrow the playing field i don't think they want literally the entire community being able to take a crack at worlds first if you waited an entire month then the funnel is fuller with competition and it's less likely that one of the you know the streaming teams win um with his talented oh my i bumped the mic really hard with as talented as there are you know players there's lots of players out there the idea that 
the idea that there's only you know only the teams that are always streaming are always the most you know at the, the, the front of the line i mean that's going to start to get a little like eyebrow raising like how is there not another team in the in the in the community that can have a stream pulled up and benefit from the hive mind and jump ahead um because the streaming world is the best place to keep your eyes on because you're seeing all of the things develop you're seeing all of the 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 encounters get beat and solved and i don't know for 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 it to always be a streaming team i think eventually it's going to be a little curious like i think eventually somebody there's been some unknowns and non-stream teams that have won um but I don't think Bungie's going to want to wait a month for a raid to drop because that increases the likelihood that some non-streaming team, you know, crushes it because uh, you're opening the funnel to more potential players. There could be really, really good teams that are excellent at raiding and they're really, really good in a pinch and under pressure, but they don't have the time to know life the game for a week and a half, so they don't jump into the raid blind for three or four weeks because it just takes them a little bit longer to level up. There are really, really hardcore raiders and skilled players out there that have a regular job and they you know they 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 have to they they have to play at their own pace so kevin says 11 days seems like a very long time to grind from 1060 to 1230 sometimes we only had like three days to get raid ready for the world's first race do you believe the deep stone crypt will possibly be the most mechanic heavy or longest raid since last wish based on Bungie giving us so much time to prepare this is basically a repeat question so this is one of the advantages of being a VIP or being in the discord is you get to submit your questions early so uh, it's, um, what was it the second question uh, third, uh, fourth question Hezen beat you to this uh, Hezen beat you to this Kevin asking if I thought this meant the raid was going to be huge there's two you know swirling theories right now around the uh, the preparation time being so long 11 day prep time has some people theorizing that it means you are going to have a much bigger campaign and much bigger experience uh, and and I think that's a sound theory people are also theorizing that it means you're gonna have an enormous raid um, I think either theory is 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 very very probable either either theory is very very probable and I am waiting to, to like I, I don't want to co-sign this I don't want to co-sign this theory because we don't have enough info the discord was just going at it earlier I mean they were going back and back and forth hammer and tongs about we don't need to have more information and then other people saying no we do uh, we do need you know more information I am of the opinion that we don't have enough information to warrant a $50 pre-order right now. We don't. If the Division or Borderlands were dropping a $50 expansion, I would expect to go somewhere on their website and get a lot of information before I drop my 50 spot. $50 is almost an entire game, okay? So... If I'm if I'm dropping you know a, a fifty dollar expansion purchase, man, I I I need a lot more information. So when people are like, oh, but we're getting eleven days to prep, Lono, it's going to be a huge expansion and a huge campaign and a huge raid. I'm like, you could be right. Yeah, you could you yeah you could be right on the money. Um, they're keeping their cards close to their chest, you know. Somebody said it earlier that they're. 
they're not it's not that they're not telling us anything it's that they're that they're keeping stuff hidden like they don't like they don't want to put all the information out there the question is why what's the motivation are they are they not putting a lot of information out because they're worried they don't have a lot i mean i'm going to go back to one of my predictions when i said if all they had was that weapons and armor trailer where they showed the exotic armor and they showed these exotic weapons if that's the bulk of what they have to show us they showed that to us really early that's a conditional prediction by the way if that's basically all they have to show us plus a vid doc and a sandbox twab then i think they should have saved that I, the fact that they didn't save that tells me there is some there are some big 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 tectonic things coming the vid doc is kind of where i'm setting my sights now i i'm setting my sights on the vid doc the vid doc has got to be substantive because I just don't see blogs and twabs, you know, being enough to give us what we what we need at this point. And obviously, there'll be some landing pages. I think there'll be a landing page for the season, whatever they're going to call it. And there should be a landing page for Beyond Light that sort of lists like campaign missions, activity, you know, loot injection, you know, all of that. We don't know when the vid doc's coming out. We just know that it's been filmed, confirmed on a Twitter account. They took a picture and said that they got done filming a vid doc. So vid docs are usually pretty beefy. They spend 10 minutes usually roughly or more outlining a lot of stuff. So Unholy says, why is 11 days pointing to a big raid or big story? It could just be that the leveling is still not good and slow. Maybe third theory. Well, no, because the leveling has been bad for a long time, and that's never affected. That didn't affect Crown of Sorrow launching day one. They've never used leveling as a reason. It, 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 it was we had to level up a ton for Last Wish, so they gave us a big window. And Last Wish was huge. It was a very. I'm sorry. Uh, the the Forsaken campaign was big. It was it was it was a lot. So, Darksider. This is more related to the TWAB in general than the raid. Did you see the departure of Deej as a sign that Beyond Light might be more raw than we expect? So, I I don't want to, and I'm not going to do a video on this. Um, I really, well, I don't expect much from Destiny content creators anymore, to be fair. So if a bunch of them cash in on his departure for clicks on articles and videos, it won't really be surprising. Um, you know, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to use his departure and his name to get clicks and likes. I mean, I'm not going to be using his name in tags and I won't be doing a video about it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable commentating. My commentary is basically summed up in, there's two possibilities here. The first possibility, which I think is the most likely is that this year has kind of sucked and he's made a lot of changes. I saw some of his Instagram posts, you know, losing weight, changing his diet and whatnot. And he may have come to the conclusion that he just didn't want to ride the merry-go-round again for another expansion. There are huge endeavors. They're stressful. Uh, it's been a it's been a tumultuous ride, right? They had a terrible D2 launch. Activision threw him under the bus publicly about not making enough money and then they break from Activision they spend year three just praying they can survive and weather it and he's probably like you know what I rode the ship through the storm I'm getting off I'm getting off of this boat right I think that's the most likely is that for him it's a it's it's a personal sort of I just don't want to be on this boat anymore I'm done I'm tired 
Uh, I'm ready to be, you know, again, you, you start losing weight, change your diet, start feeling better mentally. You're like, you know what? I don't want to press the reset button on all these changes and all this progress that I've made, right? The other possibility that folks are throwing around is it's about to be an embarrassment for the franchise. This this expansion's going to suck, and he's getting out while the getting's good. I, I think that's unlikely. Um... I, if that were the case, I think he would have stayed for slightly longer. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think he would have left right on the cusp. I just think it's a, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I think one day he walked into the office and he realized he was out of place. I've been there. I mean, a lot of people have left. Um, to get a little personal... Uh, he was, I said this on the, I said this after the round table, it wasn't on the recording, but I said he was actually kind of always in my corner and was always good to me. Um, even at the end, he didn't take a swipe and he, and, and, and some of the CMs did the, the CMs from Bungie that spoke publicly about me were dishonest. They said things that were not true saying they hadn't worked with me in years was false um, they had been working with me and, and, and going back and forth with me and providing me with confidential information. Uh, they were treating me as, 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 as equal to the rest of the folks. Just because you didn't fly me out to Bungie doesn't mean you weren't working with me. Again, that's a misrepresentation of the relationship that I had with Bungie at that time. And uh, Deej didn't get personal. He didn't take a swipe at me. He spoke very generically. There were many other people in the community that had been accused of things. And... Um, he, 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 uh, he, he, I don't think he, he didn't, he didn't take it as an opportunity to, to, to hurt me. And, um, and for that reason, I don't know if maybe he disagreed with how that was handled publicly. Um, maybe he feels out of place cause he thought they overstepped. I just don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with me, but situations like what happened with me could have created like this sense of, I don't really jive with this group anymore. Um, this, this really isn't what I think we should be, you know, doing publicly or whatever. Like I said, I think the most probable of the three is the first one. I think the first one, he's just like, I don't want to do this again. I'm, I'm in a different place in my life and I want to walk away from this. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to make a video about it and try and cash in on the man's career change as like a way to get clicks and likes. I mean, I'm happy to, to talk about it and the role that I think it might be playing in the future, but um, I got to be honest, I would love to see a whole new um, community engagement staff. Uh, I think his departure should mark a whole refresh uh, of the of the community staff. I don't think... Uh, I think without him, it's... Um, I don't think, think it's going to be very good personally. Um anyway uh gilly in the mist says if there's going to be a hard mode when do you think that they will announce it uh they haven't said anything in the twab likely have learned everything we will see about the raid unless we get a trailer it could be announced in a trailer they could have a a, a more you know informationally driven page eventually about beyond light um there could be you know a handful of uh of ways they they approach this um I honestly don't know. At this point, um, at this point, they. At this point, I think that that we're that I'm I'm like losing hope for a hard mode. But I still think it'll be weird to bring back uh, Vault of Glass, and not the uh, and not have a hard mode. 
you know my biggest fear in him stepping down is the other stepping up um uh, man I can't see anybody at a corporate at a corporate level uh at an executive level I can't see anybody in the C-suite looking at looking at that person in particular that community manager and thinking that they should be the head of that department um I cannot imagine coming to that conclusion. Anybody at a, at a, at a C-suite level or executive level for the company that has a vested, vested interest in the company's public image, man, I, I don't know. I would encourage a boot more than a promotion at that point. I just don't think that they have done a good job representing the company. Um, just too personal, too snippy, too smarmy, just very unprofessional. I've never seen community managers act in that way, ever, in the history of video gaming and what I'm doing. I have never, ever seen a CM act that way. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but Gilly, I, I'm losing hope. I, I'm losing hope that we're, we're getting a, um, that we're getting a hard mode because I want it and it's just been missing and lacking and it'll be weird again like I said to have you know Destiny 1 raids come back without a hard mode so Cyfireman says do you think the raid winner vetting process will go as far as disqualifying teams that were fed information by a cheating team how do you prove that that would be my biggest question um is the is there even a remote way to figure that out? Because if, if you got a team that's not streaming, they're playing off stream, and they're getting fed information, how would you or I or Bungie or anybody ever know that? I mean, sure, they could get their belt shipped to them and then make a video and be like, haha, suckers, we actually cheated and give everyone the finger. I mean, I suppose a team could do that. Um... I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see us or Bungie or anyone ever knowing. All we'll know is that the team that did it didn't use, you know, a, a bot to make ammo or an aim bot or a self-resing script or something. Those are the things that Bungie's going to be checking for. Um, so, I, I again, I don't know. I, like, I'm not going to lose any sleep. If Bungie takes a couple hours to vet it and announce it, I'm going to be like, yeah, I mean, that team probably legitimately did it. Bungie is probably very very interested they have a vested interest in like a streaming team winning because it'll be it'll be almost impossible to mask that um i mean like mike said on the round table he was watching uh one of the raids in destiny one and he said this guy went quiet and suddenly was like well have we tried this and it was the exact solution and he feels that that was a time where he that person was fed info. Now, were they fed that info from someone officially, unofficially, some team that got ahead and wasn't streaming? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But I feel like they have a vested interest in a streaming team winning. Because there will be absolutely no doubt that, like, yeah, there's no way that team got fed info, right? Because if, if some team's in the lead and they get into some room and they figure something out, like instinctively that's not easy to mask i mean i guess they could pretend to stumble upon the solution like wouldn't it be dumb if it was this and then they just do it you know what i mean um i don't know uh 
I'm not saying that they're going to make sure a streaming team wins. I just think they're really going to want a stream team to win because there'll be no doubt that the, the public can always go and watch that team play. Um, more eyes on the number one leading team because people can get eyes on the game. That's easy to figure out. Well, not only that, again, you go for a toilet break and be thinking on the can. Yeah, but again, I just think it's going to be a lot harder to mask that. I don't know. It... The fact that we're having this conversation shows how uh, deep-rooted these issues are. Yeah. I mean, World's First Races are really cool. I think the idea is cool. I just think it's been it's been problematic for years. Wrath of the Machine, they were over-leveled. Scourge of the Past, they were over-leveled. You know, I don't know. I just, it's always been kind of a, I shrug at it. I jump in day one because I like being in there first day. It's just cool. It's, we've, we've, we don't, you don't really get that experience ever in Destiny content. Jumping in day one blind is really, really fun. Noble. The first 100 teams who completed Garden of Salvation were all on PC. Are we going to see more console teams in the leaderboards for the new raids thanks to next-gen console, or is it just a matter of the better players play on PC? Dude, I don't know. The... the this could be a lot of correlation and not causation, you know? This could be a lot of correlation and not causation. That the higher level players, the more hardcore players, yes. Um, I'm not saying they all play on PC. I'm just saying they are. they probably have a propensity and a trend toward being on PC. They want the mouse and keyboard. Uh, they want the you know they want the the better performance. There are probably plenty of super duper hardcore players that play on console who would hear me say that and be like, "You're full of crap." I've been raiding since the beginning of time. I was raiding when I was you know wearing a diaper, and because of that, I would think that you you're just having a general trend of higher committed you know higher skilled more committed players going to uh going to 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 pc and that doesn't mean again that doesn't mean that that's where they all are i just think that's a trend that's leading to another trend and that's the majority of the teams that finish in the first batch and the first wave are uh are on pc so people are going to misinterpret this and be like, well, he's saying that only the best players and only the hardcore players, they only play on PC. I am not saying that. I am am not saying that at all. It's just that type of player uh, that's going to dive in day one and be committed and have a team, you know, they're... um, they're just going to trend, I think, toward the more committed, more skilled uh, players. Um... They probably are. They probably have teams of equal skill on console. There's just less of them. So your odds of seeing those teams get in there are uh, are higher. Next gen console players will not be able to play a factor in the raid. Our 60 FPS won't arrive till December the eighth. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, so. Somebody with a tweet here. After seeing some confusion over the Bethesda part of my Phil Spencer interview, I asked a specific question that would address the argument that Bethesda games have to go multi-platform for the deal to pay off. Spencer says they don't. Wait, is Spencer saying that they're gonna they're gonna start going back to third party third party exclusives? I don't know. Archon Forge, I love the name. Do you think the TWAB was light this week to give room for Deej leaving. I mean, 
this is probably the optimistic best light to cast on the TWAB is that it was light because they really wanted to give room for the, you know, the TWAB architect, the CM, you know, the, the sheriff, the, the man himself's walking off into the sunset. And they thought, you know what, let's give this guy a, a light TWAB. So there's there, that he gets, he gets his due focus. If it was a gigantic, insane, mind-blowing twab, and then all the way at the tippity-tippity-bottom, it's Deej leaving, it might have been like a, whoa, that seems out of left field. You know, give him his own blog post. He probably wanted to go out on a twab because he was writing them all the time. You know, not, not, not recently, but he did. For the longest time, he was always writing them. And so he probably wanted to go out on a twab. And so this is a a very positive, optimistic uh, look at the TWAB to say, well, they didn't want to to drown the TWAB in hype and excitement and cool info. So let's do one last week TWAB. Uh, we'll, We'll outline the raid date. People are really hungry for that. And it'll be a bit of a lightning rod. And then boom, let let the uh, let the torch of Deej, you know, get get snuffed out as he leaves the island i you know what i mean i don't know i i i i think this is probably the best way to look at it if you're trying to find a positive way to look at this 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 is probably the best way to look at it because to me they did a blog post for the weather and then they released the the one trailer and the and the the landing page on a wednesday so there is still three twabs and there's also lots of wednesdays to put blogs or videos and a vid doc um, there's plenty of room, I think, there to um to do that, and to there's plenty of room to to talk about a lot of stuff. And again, vid docs can be pretty substantive, so it we we could have a pretty beefy video uh, out on the horizon as well. So I'm going to keep streaming, but that's the last question. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any podcast platform, come hang out live. Go to saynotorage.com. Monday through Friday, I'm usually streaming, probably streaming right now when you're listening to this. Uh, It's high likelihood. Um, And you can also go to sntrnetwork.com. It's a central hub for all of my content. Uh, Repeat Theater, the Rages Roundtable just came back, uh, and SNTR presents as well. And we have a parting question from Ash and Hollow. Glass half full. Uh, do you feel Bungie is trying less and less to keep long-term players entertained or focusing more on getting people into the revolving door of the game? I can't really give you an answer to this because we're not in the the new content yet. They're supposed to be refueling Aspiration. And I believe they are doing this to a certain degree at the bottom rung. They are feeding the bottom rung a lot. But I, I, I can't tell you until I get on the other side of, uh, of Beyond Light. So, as always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that followed my Q&A and talk about the raid dates that we got from the TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms where it hits as an audio version, you can always watch us live on saynotorage.com. If you'd like to have all this content in one location, go to sntrnetwork.com and bookmark that website. It's got the Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR Presents all in one happy location. For those of you that are watching the video version of this, we're adding a new feature. It's going to look real similar to you if you watch the Q&A sessions. Right there, you can see the name of my first caller, and you can see one of six and what he is calling in about, just to keep it on your radar, who you're listening to, 
as well as what the general subject matter is for their call. So Gritter, you are up first. It says here, feedback on the lack of info and new raid enthusiasm. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I'm so happy the Raiders Roundtable came back. I loved it. I think Wolverine and Lightleaf did a really good job, as always, using you and 32. Um, and also, so my feedback, I could you and I, and I was reading your, your chat info about what you expect, and I think you did a better job the last thing you told to me um, about you're looking for stuff like seasonal um, information in particular. And I, I have a couple of theories. I won't get long when you know, I, I can do that. But I think that what may happen, there could be possibly some strong story beats tied to seasonal activity that Bungie is trying. They're, you know, they're probably maybe even still now wondering how in the world can we communicate this without giving too much secret, you know, story beats away. Mm-hmm. Um, like for Varix, I had no idea Varix was coming back until he was in that one reveal, because he was not in the, the first reveal trailer for Beyond Light, when it's just um, the stranger talking to us, you know, about it was Enter the Darkness together. You know, he was not in that one, but in the second one, he popped up in there, you get to hear his voice. I'm like, whoa, Varys, you know how cool it would have been? Mm-hmm. And we could have not known Varys was there until we stumbled onto him in the game. That would have been so much cooler. Um, but I, I get your point about um, the seasonal content, like, like uh, Sundial type stuff. You know, you want to know what value you're getting for your money. And I respect that. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think of, man. It has to be. And then also, I think they may just, it could just be possibly the week of. Or it could be like how they did for um, uh, the, the season we're in now, Arrivals, where you get the trailer like one hour before right. like that, you know, you, you know, yeah. And then, I, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. Before, yeah, before you go to, like, the, the second part of your thing with, the, like, the new raid enthusiasm, I, I think you could be correct. I mean, they they are being very cards close to the chest. I mean, the one year they showed us Cade dying before, it, that was in the summer. I mean, they did that at E3. That was during Sony's presser when they showed us that Cade was going to die in Forsaken. And, uh, you know, it is possible in this particular scenario they're they're making so many changes and so many big things are going to happen that they can't show us everything yet. They got to keep things a secret. I am totally fine with that. I'm like, that's great. Give me like a bullet point list of what I'm getting in Beyond Light and what I'm getting in the $10 season. I They do that already, right? When you go to the Season of Rivals splash page. I, as I said, if, if Borderlands 3 or Division 2 were dropping a $50 expansion, I would expect a lot of info. You know? Um, that's you fair. Know, you know, they would say new city, new location, uh, X number of weapons added, uh, new perks, new abilities. Like there'd be all these things. Right now, we know about Europa, one, uh, two strikes, a raid, and the stasis subclasses, which that's pretty good. But at the same time, that that doesn't necessarily give me any sense of the content loop of like what, like what's there, what's uh, you know, what's what's the daily and weekly meal that I'll be able to consume as a player. It, would, would it be fair then to say what you're probably looking for, which I saw someone put in the Discord, like something like a splash page with dates and mm-hmm. say what is what is the it, the content you get for paying for the season and what is the content everyone gets that's like related to the season? Are you, are, is that that's more like what you what you think would be sufficient mm-hmm. not just for yourself but for other people who want to know what the value transmission is for their fifty dollars? 
Yeah, I, I, I think that would be helpful. The, the, the contrast of the, the freed ver, free, you know, free content versus paid content would be helpful because they're really pushing the game pass and they're really pushing the free to play. And that's all awesome. But as a paying consumer, like I need to kind of know what's the what's the line in the sand here? How much more am I getting? Because Season of Arrivals, that page does a very poor job of of showing that to the consumer, you know, of what you're actually getting for the $10. And I know, I think it was the German community manager who said they were shying away from giving us too much info because they got a lot of flack for the Bastion being on the roadmap and then the Bastion was the I'll just get ready to mention that. Yeah, they they got they got blasted for that, and then they said, "Okay, well, we're, tr- we're we're experimenting with giving you less info." It's like, okay, I can respect that. This is a fifty dollar expansion. I mean, this is almost the cost of a new <laughs> of a new game. So it's like, I feel like you might want to give us a little bit more than you are. And also, there's something to be said for it being in sort of one central place, one hub, one page, as you said, with bullet points. Because right now, I'm having a hard time getting a firm grasp on what I'm buying because we've gotten a bunch of trailers and and, and and information that's all kind of spread apart. It doesn't feel like I have a clear picture. Uh, it's like when you're putting together a puzzle and you're slowly starting to see the image come together. Well, if you don't have the box for reference, you don't necessarily know how close you are to the end or, you know, what what this big gaping hole up here is. It, you know, oh, it's an eagle. Well, I don't know that if I don't have the box for the reference. So right now I feel like I have pieces of Beyond Light kind of pieced together and it's one big puzzle that has not yet come together for me. I I, I, I don't yeah. know. I felt like with Forsaken and Shadowkeep, I just had this clear picture of, okay, I, I, I got a grasp on what I'm getting, you know? okay that's fair that's fair yeah yeah i see your point with that um i still think like especially like in relation to like the splash page with the dates and everything and i think that may end up becoming more like definitely the week of um i think there's probably something they're holding close to the vest i mean i'm not i'm just i have no information inside i'm just theorizing i hope this happened if the veil I think is the name of the enemy race. That's the rumor of the name of the enemy race of the darkness itself. If they featured into being enemies in a public space or something, they would want to keep that a secret. So mm-hmm. who knows, man? But um, going to the part about the raid, um, I'm just very, you know, I'm always enthusiastic. I will, uh, I think your channel is the one I always love to watch the most. Um, and, you know, I, I do ask um, for you or the people raiding with you, please put Lone on the team. Well, no, please partner him with someone that he always raids with because I think that one time you were partnered with someone you didn't raid with and doing crown it felt like just like <laughs> I was like no the person wouldn't listen to you and they weren't used to playing with you and I was like no you know but you know that's a little small you know but I do I am gonna uh watch the raid on your stream but I'm just enthusiastic for it because I'm not going for a belt I mean even if I had a pc I wouldn't go for the belt I'm just going to uh to watch people you know plow through and do it and then also I am going to be someone waiting for <laughs> contest mode to come off so i can go in and, and just play it you know just enjoy it um i guess that you would say how they how when you select difficulty story mode or hardcore mode you know I, i'm gonna choose a mode that uh i can just enjoy the story you know while still being difficult but um yeah i'm looking forward to the new raid um i think we're gonna get weapons that are contextual to the raid itself especially the armor but i do think there's gonna be some stuff for the weapons you can do that are going to shine outside of the raid but um i yeah i, th- I think the weapon pool is going to be better this year I, th- I think people felt better about guardians weapon pool last year 
mm-hmm. um, but I but I think it's going to be even better this year. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I, I have for the raid. You know, I'm just I am oh, one last thing. I am bummed out that you know consoles will not um, get our 60 frames in time. But that you know I'm not going to sit here and say the world must wait for us to get 60 frames on console for the raid race. I mean, no, the raid race. And I'm actually surprised it's not coming out um, that Saturday of. So the fact that it's coming out does make me think it is going to be a raid like um, similar to Last Wish. And also what I was going to want to bring out before I, I uh, end too, I, you coincide that with the fact that Joe Blackburn, I think he's the one who did Last Wish, is doing... Uh, supposedly he's doing this raid to me. I've seen him do tweets about talk just lightly talking about you know things they experienced that they're I guess trying out this new raid uh, about tactics on you know. So I, I'm assuming he's behind this new raid as well too. So mm-hmm. he may be trying to outdo his last good raid, you know. Um, so you know I, I do think this is going to be. This, I think everyone should have the expectation that this is going to be something epic and nice. We're going to the Deep Stone Crypt, the birthplace of the Exos. I mean, we've only heard whispers about this through uh, Cade's, um, um, you know, his commentary when we did the the Ace of Spades um, loot chest right. opening right before you got the the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. You I mean your thoughts on it? I mean, I know you're always enthusiastic for new raids. I am, and I don't know if I have a good read on Joe Blackburn because I know he defended the res timer and the tokens. Yeah. That makes me so hesitant to like back yeah. him as raid lead. Um, it's it's. I was trying to find. I was trying to find where he said that because when you brought him up, I was like, "Come on, I gotta find this tweet." He he had said something about the tokens and the philosophy behind it, and I would. It would be pretty cool though if maybe him leaving and coming back, they sort of changed the vision. Maybe Luke Smith said like, "No, we really want to do away with that." I know, I, I know people might think I blow this out of proportion, but I think the tokens, not, not specifically the tokens, but the timer specifically is so, I really think it's hurtful to the, the experience of the raid. Cause I agree with you. Like I'm hopeful about the adept weapons and finally getting cool loot. And we heard a leak that, you know, the armor looks amazing, but man, that timer, I, I just, I feel like that timer hurts it. It's like, I, I don't want to, I want to have those times, and I reference this a lot, you know, when this comes up. We were playing Garden of Salvation day one, and we were at the baseball diamond with the teleporters. And I was running over to one side, somebody had died, I saved the day, cleared all the enemies off the portal so they didn't teleport, and seconds later, the the gate was going to come down and we were going to be able to go to the middle. And instead, the timer killed us. And we, it would have been so cool, number one, to learn what the next step was, and number two, to, to take a crack at it. And if we would have pulled it off, that would have been such a great memory. Oh my gosh, we low-manned it, we barely made it, okay. Lono, cl- yeah, Lono yeah. clutched that side. But <clears throat> what happened? We, we had to start all the way over because of timer, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think people see it. I really don't. I think maybe because I ran Wrath of the Machine so much, and I saw those clutches and those memories that we have, low man oryx detonations. I'm like, dude, you gotta get rid you of know, this freaking timer. The, the, the only thing I can think, the only excuse I see business-wise, any-wise, for the timer is I think someone, Joe Blackburn, Luke Smith, I don't know, someone wanted Destiny Raids to have that reverence of when you walk into any public setting, 
whether people play games or not and say, hey, man, I did that Destiny raid. People look at you and like, whoa, you did that, you know, versus, um, you know, kind of like, you know, versus people within the Destiny community themselves may say, oh, well, you got carried. You know, they don't want anyone to have any someone to even ask a question of, did you get carried? If you say you did a like like Garden Salvation or, you know, it's not as unforgiving as um, Last Wish. But at the same time, you know, if you can do Garden Salvation, people are looking at you like, yeah, you're a raider, man. You know, you didn't, you know, it's, it's not really easy to say you got carried because you got sectioned off in the second encounter and everything. Um, I mean, and I'll, I'll say this, this will be the last thing I bring up to, for my example, mm-hmm. there, there are sections of, you know, adults that I, I, you know, circles that I run in, they play games too, not as much as me, but they don't play Destiny. Mm-hmm. And you know how we always have the back and forth of hardcore versus, versus casual, but in those other circles of adults or even teenagers, whoever, that play games, but they've heard of Destiny, but just haven't dabbled in it. As soon as you say you play Destiny 1, even Destiny 2, they look at you like, dude, you're a hardcore gamer. Now, people within the Destiny community are like, ah, you're casual, ah, you're hardcore. But if you just say to anyone who does not, who heard of Destiny but doesn't play it, they're like, whoa, you're a a bad mamma jamma man if you play Destiny because that's a hardcore game. I think they want Destiny Rage to have the same thing where people are like, ah... Well, I heard, you know, like people, let's say people from World of Warcraft, like, uh, we do raids in World of Warcraft, but we heard you Destiny Raiders, your your raids are kind of light or mm-hmm. watered down or y'all skated through your raid. No, Joe Blackburn's like, no. When people hear someone did a raid I built or a Destiny 2 raid, they're going to know, oh, your raid's probably just as hardcore or more hardcore than our World of Warcraft raids. And I know that's something Luke Smith aspires for or what really made him happy about Volta Glass. And I, I think he worked on I think I heard him talk about it during like a kind of funny video when someone told him this reminds us of World of Warcraft raiding, but in first person that he said that made his day. And I think yeah. they want that's the only excuse for the timer. Because look at the Prophecy Dungeon. The Prophecy Dungeon, to me, it's like a three-man raid. To me, it's like a perfect three-man raid to me. But it's a yeah. dungeon. It's for three people, but there's no revive timer. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's and all I, I got. Yeah, and I, I, and I think one of the things they've said about the revive timer is that they don't think it's ideal for somebody's first raid experience for them to be dead when a boss is beat. I completely disagree with that read on things. We had people who would be dead, we would clutch, and they'd be like, dude, thank you so much, oh my gosh, like they're thrilled to have it done, and they aspired to be better. And They they watched what we did, they saw the finesse, they saw the clutch, and thought, I want to get to that level. Right now, if they're the if they're the one pulling the team down, they just end up with egg on their face. Like they don't want they don't yeah. want to come back. They're like, that wasn't enjoyable. I just was the anchor on the team. And also no one's going to want to play with them. Like, look, man, you yeah, stink. You yeah. stink. We don't want to play with you. You keep dying. In Wrath, it was like, ah, it's no worries, dude. We got you. We got you. It's okay. It's okay. Like, don't sweat it, man. There was a, I don't know, there was a, we'll make up the difference. We've got you covered. There's different varying degrees of skill here. Like, when you win at Trials or you win a crucible match like should they make sure that well this person got nine kills that's enough your kills don't count for the rest we want everybody to contribute to the kill count no there's varying degrees of skill some guys got 14 kills and one guy's got two kills and that guy still gets to you know enjoy the win so i think it's better for the the varying degrees of skill and sherpas and everything else so appreciate your thoughts that's true you're welcome thank you man yeah 
next caller with this new format is going to be Mr. Han Brolo uh, calling in about contextual weapons and a brief Deej comment. Uh, go ahead, Greg. <clears throat> well, this I brought this up because 30, 30 bless him, because that was a fantastic uh, episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. Was really, really grinding my gears with his, like, <laughs> we... <laughs> We have to use the same weapons and we need to have like, oh, but we can have weapons in the raid and stuff with these mods. And I'm like, okay, look, number one, it's a dev, an absolute dev nightmare to let people use the same weapons in this kind of game where they continuously like, or sorry, they consistently break them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number two, like in the biggest thing for me is I'm okay with having weapons that work in the raids better but the problem is right now as it stands it doesn't work it wouldn't right. work because there's no hard mode mm-hmm. so the only rewards in the raids really i mean you have the armor but let's be honest we're getting transmog and most people don't wear the raid anymore that i see is the weapons so you, you're chasing weapons that are going to be good for the raid but then there's no other reward to do the raid again so why would you want to bother getting the weapons for that you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's fine if you have a hard mode because then it will make the hard mode a lot easier, right? But, and, or if you even like want to farm the raid again, which we can't, mm-hmm. to get extra materials, which I also am not sure why raids don't reward like prisms or ascendant shards or anything like that. Like, it's kind of weird that we don't get any materials at all, end game materials for doing raids. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not a firm believer of, like, contextualized weapons and, and perks on weapons if the only benefit for them is going to be in the in, in that activity, especially if they're not the best-in-class weapon, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you can't go into the raid with, like, a mountaintop recluse and then come out with something that's kind of better for the raid, but then these weapons are still better all around in general. You know, like... It, yeah, I think what he was, what he was trying to indicate was that you would every every loot pool would have perks and benefits that kind of handed off to the next. And so he always thought that when you were in season ten, a lot of the loot you should be getting and grinding and mods and things and builds should really come to full fruition in season eleven. I've always felt like that is too much of a daisy chain of value it's like well then i'm not really going to feel the value until next season or as he was describing it i run the pubs that helps with the lost sectors i run the lost sectors and that helps with the strikes like you're always getting gear that is then strong and built for kind of the next thing and number one i feel like that's going to compartmentalize your loot pool significantly you're going to have a gun that you really only care about or want to use in one particular place but the minute you're not in there that weapon's value automatically goes down because it's built for this contextual area and then he started saying well no you would do it with the mods and i think fundamentally that is a restructuring of the grind of destiny that i get a gun that's just awesome it's got good stats and i kind of take it with me everywhere but what i'm changing and what i'm truly chasing is mods that are contextual to the actual activity I just don't think that that works. And what I put forth on the show was a happy marriage between what he's saying and what I think would work is 
you need difficulty spectrum like you grind normal and those guns and armor pieces have intrinsic traits and perks and they're built for in some respects the raid now they still need to be good weapons outside the raid they still need to be you know like vog weapons were great and then you took them into the raid and then they had oracle disruptor like it was intrinsic it didn't it didn't take away like they messed up the king's fall raid weapons instead of making cocoon intrinsic the cocoon perk like hijacked one of the perk slots and it's like well okay great like I, I don't I don't actually get a great weapon I get a weapon that automatically has one of its perks thrown away on what is essentially auto loading holster and so I've always thought you'd grind normal get the dope gear and you knew you were kind of grinding up and gearing up for hard mode you'd go into hard mode and you'd be glad you have those intrinsic perks and those intrinsic abilities and all of that and then hard mode the weapons would be better those would be where the adept versions are they look cooler they're now black or whatever and then that's also where the you know maybe there's better versions of the the armor or maybe the armor has higher stat propensity and then you do normal hard mode, then challenge mode. And challenge mode drops, and it's all about the prestige, the, the, the looking cool. Ornaments for the weapons, ornaments for your armor. This is where you put the ship sparrow and the ghost. So you drop the normal raid in season 12, season 13 hard mode comes out, season 14 challenge mode comes out. So in the summer, you're kind of ending year four, and you are you're a raid god you got all the ornaments you got the these dope weapons your armor's awesome and and that stuff needs to be stellar elsewhere not just in the raid i think that's the best way to kind of do what he was talking about but i think he gets too compartmentalized with it i'm like i dude i'm not gonna go run a public event for a gun that helps me in a lost sector and then i leave that (laughs) behind and i use something else for the next activity or if if like he was saying oh do it based on mods i'm like dude i am not chasing mods i want to chase guns right especially like that's that's the thing right it's where does that chain end it ends when you get to the raid okay but then we go back to well then you need to have a hard mode or you need to have difficulty spectrum Right, because yeah. if you if you just keep chasing everything to the next mod, to the next mod, to the next mod, you just end up hitting like the raid again, and you're like, all right, well, there's nothing left. Yeah. So yeah. It, and to be fair, you're always going to hit that mark. You're always going to hit that end. Like, there's always an end point. You're going to get to the point where you yes. have all of the you have all of the guns, you have all of the god rolls, and all of the armor, and you just sort of are in a holding pattern for what's next. That's not avoidable. People always talk like, well, what's the point then, once I get all the raid gear? Well, what do you mean, what's the point? Like, eventually you get, you get, you, you're topped off, you're full, you're done, like, that's okay, you wait for the next piece of content. That is actually okay and normal. The problem is now, is... I don't have that sense of I'm done because the raid gear and the gear from Sundial are interchangeable in quality. So it's kind of like it's just this one big homogenized loot pool where nothing really stands out and we're chasing a lot of samey perks and it start, you start to get loot apathy. And I think that's where difficulty spectrum and loot hierarchy can save us from that feeling of loot Everything's a pair, everything's you know beige you know everything's beige. There's no standouts, right. and, and so that that needs to change. And that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like, and people are kind of saying, oh, best in slot for everything is true. I wasn't talking about like having the best in slot for everything. That was mostly specific to if we got to keep our old weapons, they would have to be better than those because. Right. What are you playing them for? Like, if I can just go into PvP and get a good gun and then be done with everything, right? But no, I, I agree. Like, if you look at uh, Garden of Salvation right now, 
Okay, yeah, we could get some mods for the raids, but at the end of the day, like, the guns themselves are very mediocre. <laughs> like, yeah. I really enjoy the feel of the pulse, and I like the fusion rifle, right? I know, yeah. it's just, I like the fusion. It's a cool oh, gun, and no, it feels I really nice. Too. I went you know? for a certain roll on it and gave up eventually, but I did. I like the fusion. <laughs> well, because you can only do it once a week, really. You know, three times if you're if you're feeling you know, a bit of explorative, a bit adventurous. Well, and it's but, not that great anyway of a weapon. It's not. It's like exactly. It's good, but it's, it's not great. It's not worth spending like the time to get together a team and you know doing it three times a week on once. Yeah, yeah. It's we need right now they need to add some kind of spectrum or they need to make the raid stuff better you know I, or and then and especially if you if you start putting contextual mods you need to give a reason to use them because if you just put them in with nothing to progress to why are you using them you know why are you going to go for that well and it there the, the promise is that that's supposed to change in this in this year like we're supposed to get that refuel of aspiration so i really hope they make good on that promise because if not then hardcores will understandably say i just think we're getting another we're we're, we're not getting fed enough and so the the this is why i don't think a really good raid with adept weapons is enough. It's still going to feel like a half measure. I don't think you can fully land the aspirational plane without difficulty spectrum, without hard mode, without normal mode, hard mode. I don't truly believe they have refueled aspiration. It will feel like a half measure. It'll be, it'll be, I'll be glad to have better gear and loot hierarchy, but I don't think loot hierarchy fully lands and works properly without difficulty hierarchy. They have to come together. And I think now is the perfect time to do it, too, because we haven't gotten any information about it. This is essentially a soft reset of the whole game. I mean, they could do anything they wanted to with the raid. You know, they're, they're introducing new enemy types, a new subclass. Yeah. A hard, a hard mode has, like, endless potential, especially moving the mission objectives and moving basically all the, the handling of the, of the mechanics in the game onto the physics engine now. You know, they, they get super creative with it. Yeah. Um, but with regards to Deej, the only thing, like the only two things I wanted to say, was that I'm actually really sad he's going because he was one of the he is the only CM that I actually genuinely respect because he never put anything specific out and he was very professional whenever he came on streams and whenever he spoke about um, you know what was going on with anything, you know. And uh, my personal take about why he's leaving. I mean, I kind of agree with somebody. Somebody wrote it in the YouTube chat, actually. I don't know if somebody else saw this, but they basically said, like, he he could have put in his resignation beforehand, and it was supposed to be... He was supposed to be leaving now. Mm-hmm. And this would have been about two months after the original launch, and, and mm-hmm. it would have all been, you know, done and handled. I yeah. think that's probably what it is, and it just ended up getting pushed back, and he just he had to go because of his next job or whatever he's doing. Yeah, I, I think that is a another very likely um, thing to claim. I, I Part of me feels like if that were the case, he would have said that. He would have said something to the effect of... I don't, I don't necessarily think this disproves the theory, but I do feel like he would have said, we really hoped that this would have landed, you know, two months after a successful launch, and it wouldn't have been so, you know, ill-timed with an expansion launch, but 
you know time timing necessitates that i i leave at this moment um even though it, it, it is unfortunate that it's happening at the same time as an expansion i do feel like if that was an actual real thing i part of me feels like he would say that now again maybe they don't want to make it they don't want to speak too specifically about it they want to be more generic and not say anything that specific um but i do think somebody in chat saying and people were making this observation that this has been in the works for a while like he wasn't doing yeah. nearly as much he wasn't writing the the twabs as often um which gives some credence to your theory that they had always planned for him to exit but unfortunately this year threw everything out of whack he probably said something i could i could see him saying like look i'll give you one more expansion i will but then i gotta go and then he lines up a new job and then like you're saying he's like uh guys i gotta go i can't stay anymore um (laughs) like i i can't stay on um you know i mean there was that reddit post that i put on two years that was from two years ago when they first launched d2 which was him saying look you know i'm getting ready you know to (laughs) i've been here for seven years there is newer and better blood coming in you know it basically kind of like getting into the fact that he's probably not going to be around for like another you know four or five years or even three years um i i think the biggest deficit here is once if if and when they start doing live streams again um i don't think they have somebody to fill his shoes I and I, like I said, I have the personal opinion that they need to clean house. Like I don't think we have a good community team. Oh, right I agree. Now. Um, and so with I his really... exit, with his exit, I'm like, all right, you need you need a fresh start, fresh faces, fresh fresh blood, and then you need somebody of his caliber to sit in the chair to drive those streams if they start doing them again. And I don't know if they're going to want Luke Smith to do that because Luke Smith is 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 passionate, but. Um, he can get a little nerve rattled. I, he, I don't think he likes camera time, uh, and I would I would think you want somebody that just has that gift to sit down, look at the camera, and say, "Today we're talking about this, 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 and this." And on the couch, I've got so and so. Tell me about what you do for Bungie, you know. And I I think that um, they're gonna want somebody to take his place for that. Yeah, I mean they they have a like I said, there is that there's that whole you drink the Kool Aid or you don't mentality over there that they need to just really clean up <laughs> i'm not i mean every, everybody knows the two the two guys one of them is way worse than the other but the other one's still pretty bad um i just I mean, don't think it, you can be i don't think you can be a community manager and 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 mark people and 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 speak out no. and and create toxicity and schisms and all that was happening before anything happened with me i i they were they were they were consistently creating an air of exclusion and and dismissiveness and denouncement and toxic it's passive toxicity because you're drawing lines yes. in the sand and you're asking for assimilation and getting upset about crayon eating and stuff it's like gee money this is just <laughs> you're, you're not qualified for this job like i've never seen this sort of behavior from other cms of other companies and i think it no. uh it's time for a change i mean i'll tell you from the cm that i know and he he works at nvidia okay and he does like broadcasting and like four other branches to do with like the g4 stuff and i you know i i talked to him about like what happened and he said but we know we're not we're basically not gonna do anything anymore um but he didn't say a word on his account and they don't say anything else like i've never heard of a community manager i mean like with deej uh, part of it, I think, 
with him leaving too is just he's just getting too old for this you know i mean <laughs> i've never seen such ferocity and hatred towards uh towards a a, a company like with destiny i mean like you know I, I get hate stuff all the time and harassment all the time from the people that i have to like look over with the stupid g-force thing that i that i have to look over but like it's different like people like Destiny, it's like the Bungie, the Bungie haters really hate Bungie, mm-hmm. and yet they love the game. Yeah, right. So I don't, I don't really blame him for saying, "Look, I'm getting old. I've been doing this for almost ten years. Or I've been doing this for ten years, and I don't want to have to like deal with another, you know, whatever. I want to start putting my, 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 my toes, my tippy toes, in the more like expansive landscape in the higher up fields in the company. Like I don't want to be a CM anymore, you know. But um. Yeah, they they need to clean house. It's it's gross. It's unprofessional and it's just disgusting to look at Twitter every now and then. Especially when like you know, they, I I swear he did this on purpose. Not gonna this beginning with a D. All right, when there was all the complaints when trials was first going on about oh we can't get any wins, we can't do any of this. Oh, there's so many cheaters. He was just day after day posting his trial flawless carries and all these things. And I'm like really like. It, it, you don't know how to read a room, do you? Either that or you know what you're doing and you're just pissing all over the community. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, there were, there was a time where I it uh, I describe a lot of it as, is, uh, like you are saying, not how to, not knowing how to read a room or being tone deaf. It's like, I, it is now really the time to be flexing your your ability to get uh, carried in trials? <laughs> like, is, that, is, this the, is this the appropriate time for that? Because the morale is in the toilet about trials. Um, you know, gr- congrats on your flawless run that you, you know, someone helped you with. Um, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I went on his yeah. profile a couple times and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Nice to see the scoreboards. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like, I, it just started, it, there, was, there was a time where it did. It started to feel a little tone deaf and a little bit like, are you trying to goad the community? What is this? Or are you I, being ornery so. or cheeky? Like, I don't know. I, that's why I've said I just, I don't, I don't think it's added a good, um, the air hasn't felt and and I, I mean I ranted about this numerous times before anything happened with me I did not feel like there was there was a very um, a good communal feel I felt like they had they had very much changed the oxygen in the room had changed it was like this is just a weird environment I don't know what to think of it um, and then obviously those runway lights were lit up for for what happened to me um, to just you know sign on to you know a, a public assassination and i just i don't know of any other game in existence that would do that uh so it it no yeah it really it kind of shows too like how like they're not a small company i get like they're oh they're an indie developer i'm like yeah but they spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year and they got over 500 people working there like are they really like that kind of petty and like looking at every single like um community leader and going oh you know we, we gotta we gotta make a specific note about this person i'm like right. who, who cares like it's it wasn't even anything but, but that's that's a whole other line of you know 
Right. I, I just think there's a general, unfortunately, it's a cultural thing now too, like where you're, yeah. if you're constantly yeah. speaking out about stuff and you're almost browbeating others to assimilate and speak out about stuff. Um, it's like, it's kind of like assimilate or die. They kind of, they kind of bit into a, a cultural trend where silence is uh is com- is complicit is is complicitness and so it was like well we've been sort of setting this tone in this dialogue we have to say something or we'll look like we don't care or are complicit and so I just think it's a really unhealthy uh, it's I, I think Twitter is one of the most unhealthy environments for anybody to be on right now and they lean into that they lean into those wind sales and then when something like this happened it was like well we can't stay silent we've set the tone of the room that we must speak out and so my frustration with it was if you wanted to be generic be generic you know Deej was generic uh, they had their generic blog post because I mean I wasn't the only one in the community accused of stuff no. and and that was fine it was like okay that's generic but to publicly say things about me specifically and to name me and to be dishonest in what they said about me that's where I said, okay, that's that's false virtue, that's fake integrity, because you're being dishonest and you're making it look you're, you're 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 almost trying to protect yourself, and in trying to protect yourself and your company, you're misrepresenting me and the relationship that we had, because um, they were working with me, they were sending me information, and uh, that's why I got irritated. It's like if you want to make some generic public statement about community and being good to each other, fine, um, but. It when you make it personal and and misrepresentative, um, that's when when my hackles got kind of raised. I was like, "You all crossed the line." That was that was not just a PR statement. Uh, it was it was taking part in a personal attack of uh, of misrepresentation. So um, and thankfully, like I said, like Deej never did that. So and that's that's what really worries me though is that Deej, like I'm really kind of. I've been on the fence about Bungie as a company for a long time. And Deej was sort of like my last little like thread to what Bungie used to be, even though they were the the same teams aren't there. But, you know, back in the days of Halo, they would play with the people all the time. They would like they would they would play their game to exhaustion and they would actively talk to the community and be super friendly and super nice and involved like very heavily right and now it's just i feel like they don't play the game anymore and i feel like they've lost that sort of we are the gamers touch you know what i mean like now they're they're more this like this machine that just kind of goes we gotta we gotta follow what the people want and not what we want and we have to i don't know there's just a disconnect now between who who we are as a community and who they used to be. And I feel like Deej was one of the few people left that still kind of had that mentality of like, we got to do this for them. We got to be nice and we got to maintain our professional standards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I have left to say on that. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in, dude. And (laughs) (laughs) went a bit off on on a couple tangents, but you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Avengers up next. Caller number three says raid date distance contest and how it affects future releases. We do have um, four more callers, including Avenger. So uh, let's we me, me and Greg went a little long. So go ahead, Avenger. All right. I won't try and go too long. Um, but yeah. So 
when I looked at the raid date distance and, you know, I was expecting something, um, you know, three days or a week, kind of, you know, what we've gotten in the past and seeing this week and a half with the artifact disabled, this kind of makes me think that further in the future, any other raid releases we get, especially maybe Vault of Glass, uh, when that comes around, that we're going to get more time to level up during this. One, because they have the ability now that we know that they can just disable the artifact in that activity. And they're very open to doing that. And two, with contests being a thing, they're not afraid of over-leveling. They're not afraid of people sitting there grinding for 24 hours straight like streamers do, where they grind and get everything and all their armor up like we had beforehand where we had people that were you know 30 40 above the scourge or they were they were way above the scourge of the past um light level so i feel like that now that we have contest being a actual thing that's consistent now um with them having the ability to disable artifact i'm thinking that when vault of glass comes out we're gonna get at least a similar time frame just because of how you know the precedent they've set here and I think that's a good thing because a lot of players who, like, like myself, where I'm I'm rushing through a campaign, I rushed through Forsaken to get to Last Wish Day 1. I blew through the story. I blew through everything. And I look back and I'm like, man, maybe I should have sat. And I think the Twab said it. Enjoy it like a fine wine where yeah. you get to sit down and you get to enjoy it. And I think it's also appealing to the endgame players where they don't feel rushed and don't feel having to force that. So I think this is almost like a a thing to help out the players that are all about rushing and wanting to do the day one say take a break relax calm down yeah one well, and, and seasonal content is different too so i'm I, the 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 light bumps are usually smaller so i am curious what that means for vog like will it be closer i would love a standard to be kind of instituted you know that the 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 launch on a Tuesday and then the following week Saturday just feels like a nice just do it that way every time you know and I know that might mean that you know the leveling the leveling gap is smaller on a season because it's a smaller jump but since you're using contest for day one who cares you know I I I don't know. I it, contest modifier makes this whole thing just seem kind of silly. It's like you can bump it for a week and a half or so, and it's not really a problem at all. Um, and and in making us rush, I like I remember playing through the Forsaken campaign and taking my time. I remember doing that and enjoying it. I, it was so fun. I played it solo. I'll never. I loved the hangman fight in that jail with the jail cells and the lighting and how big he was. I I loved it. Um, and. Uh, Every, every, ever since I just feel like I'm always having to fly because of the shorter windows yeah and that's just it, it makes it so it's so much less enjoyable and I didn't I didn't you know fawn over the Shadow Keeps campaign but I didn't really have any feelings for it because I just sped through it so I could be ready for Garden of Salvation that's what I've done with um, a lot of things with least Fall of Destiny 2 um, Destiny 1 I kind of sat back a little bit more for Taken King I kind of let let myself experience Taken King and Rise of Iron mm-hmm. when Destiny 2 dropped I'm like I want to be a part of it more I want to be I want to be there I want to be actually ready instead of being you know a little bit under and just getting demolished so, and that's kind of the mentality I put towards this. And seeing this, I'm like, this is a little better. Another thing I wanted to talk about was contest modifier being used as this day one thing is a great tool. But I think that kind of 
takes away any credence towards the fact that they will be putting out hard mode with um contest being the normal modifier i, I really do think that that's not going to happen and I, as much as i would want it i don't think one that especially with this we're not getting a hard mode since you know it hasn't been announced and two that you know we're not that i don't think they would reuse that modifier for a consistent that, that's just that's just something that i personally believe i don't think they would do that they might they might but i just don't think that would be a thing even though i'd want it and i think that you know possibly maybe in the future maybe kind of what they did with the raid layers where they added prestige raid layers you know a few months you know a good bit past eater of worlds but they added a few months after aspire of stars they added them both into the game and they said you know here's here's a hard mode prestige mode whatever it may be added a little later hopefully they start to do that when they get the feedback on these raids yeah yeah i i i agree i i think the hard mode thing as i said to when i was talking was it greg or whoever that hierarchy of loot doesn't doesn't fully land the plane for me i think i need hierarchy of loot and hierarchy of content to fully land the aspiration refuel and it's going to be felt the most if vog comes with just a normal mode it'll be like this isn't really the vog that we remember um king's fall I, I i could see the king's fall raid being one of their quote-unquote greatest hits coming back as well It'd be so weird to not have a normal hard mode difference because that's the that's one of the best examples of a normal hard mode difference so i really really hope they thought about that hey you know if we're gonna start bringing back d1 raids we're gonna have to go back to having a normal and a hard mode and since they were willing to add difficulty spectrums and nightmare hunts and the nightfall I, it's like and they'd had a normal hard mode sundial it's like, come on, guys. Like, you had a normal hard mode uh, menagerie as well. Like, bring it back, you know? Bring back the normal and the hard mode. And then also you could have challenge mode as well. Yeah, I just hope with Vogue landing that they they realize that. And then even if they even if they don't do it with uh, Deepstone Crypt, even if they look at Vogue launch and they say, well, we added a hard mode, we had the normal and the hard mode, you know, the change in mechanics, everything, and it gets such a good reception, even though I hate that raid. I think it's a lazy, I think it's a boring raid. But even if it lands and players look at it and they're like, well, we like the hard mode. You know, it adds a little bit more depth to the raid and makes it so it's a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. And they make it to what it was and not what prestige mode was in D2. I think they would see the reception and hopefully they take that and say, okay, well, we're going to do this more because this is what players like. And if they release hard mode and it's res tokens um the res token hard mode system instead of just a no res it's not gonna land well it won't and i i don't have hope that they're going to do that though because of solely one who is in the lead with the um with the raid uh with the raid lead and you know um talking about all that how you know he's supporting the res timers and stuff like that when that's a thing I'm concerned that Vogue, not only that, you know, I don't like it, but when they change it and they're going to change it into something, you know, champions or whatever they're going to do and then add res timers to it. It's just I'm wondering how that's going to be received as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Res timers in Vogue would be so weird. Um, Dude, if they bring back Wrath of the Machine and there's res timers, I, I, I. I'll legit be ear. I don't know. I think I'll be more angry then than I have been about it ever, ever since it's been added. I, if you're bringing back D1 raids, man, you can't do res timer. You can't. It's not. That's they weren't designed that way. I, 
I don't know, man. If, if someone misses a door in Wrath, if someone gets punched, if someone punches too early, someone doesn't get into the door, and they're trapped outside when the TV screens blow up, oh, you're you're gonna wipe because many I've I've had times where I've had to four and five man that raid so much because people miss that opportunity. Just something happens, they get glitched to the door, someone punches too early, stuff everybody, like that. Or, well, in the King, uh, King's Fall, everybody's in the shade and one person dies, and then the rest of the time you're in the shade, the timer's just counting down, like. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't go get the res. There are lots of op there are lots of times and opportunities where you can't go get the res. It happened at the siege engine too. You'd have like one or two people carrying everything, and there was no conceivable way to go get the reses because you wouldn't have enough time to. You'd have to just carry the pieces onto the engine. Well, the res timer is going to kill you. Like it, I'm telling you, they, they, the res timer won't work in D1 raids. It won't. They weren't designed with that in mind. D2 raids were, and the more and more we get away from Leviathan, I I feel like the more more and more you don't need the res timer garden just doesn't feel like you need res timer there's so many opportunities to clutch in garden and turn things back around i it it feels like from a design standpoint they're building raids that don't even that don't aren't built around res timer anymore and i hope that means they're getting since leviathan is leaving okay and so is spire neater the only remaining raids are last wish and uh, garden and garden doesn't feel like it's built around uh, a, a, around the res timer. So it could be an opportunity for them to jettison it all together. Use the tokens. I don't care. You can use the tokens to limit our reses. I mean, in, in, in D1, you went from infinite reses to literally none. Like, it was pretty sharp. It was a pretty sharp turn. So, you know, you can give a team six reses and then for normal and then for hard, give us three. Something like that. You can do that. The team has team, you know, a, a certain number of res tokens as a team. Uh, as opposed to each individual player, something like that. I would love to see that happen. Kind of like the Grandmaster system. I think that would be, you know, a good way. If because you, you haven't played Grandmaster, but basically you give reses. Um, you have a little little res tracker on the mm -hmm. side of your screen that tells you this is how many reses you get, and when you do certain things, you get more reses back. So I think something like that, you know, a team wide res thing. So you know, you have your one. None of your teams are gonna die, and you're sherping someone through. That sherper will probably die three times. You know, you, you res him. There you go. You know, that's that's what you want to do. I think this is more of a talk, you know, when Vault of Glass gets closer. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to hold out and call my thoughts on what Vault of Glass could be. Um, but yeah, I think the contest modifier could is going to be interesting if they if they add it to hard mode. I don't think they will. I think they'll keep it to a day one thing, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Next person on the list is Necro. Says, do hardcore players have enough? That's the topic that he wanted to call in about. Explain this to me here. All right, sir. I uh, I was hoping Avenger wasn't going to take my topic, and I'm glad he didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, my heart stopped a little bit while I was doing my paperwork. But. What I wanted to talk about today was, uh, I ranted a little this morning, I don't know if you caught it, uh, surprise, surprise, I had something to rant about. I don't understand the spirit behind the day one race. I I mean, look, I get that it's supposed to be a slog for everybody who wants to get there, get the big boy belt, or they want the big boy badge, I get it. And it's a thing, it's just, we're gonna have the same conversation again, because about having things to do for the hardcore side of the player base. We're complaining that there's not enough to do, yet they're giving us a timeline of, you know, like, a, like what's it? No, like, um, 
we're getting a timer for 11 days to slog through all these activities many times just to get the right amount of gear and then go into the raid, finish that raid, and now when they're done, they look back. What do they have left? It's like it boggles my mind. It's like we go through this cycle time after time again, and I'm trying to catch myself before this restarts. What am I doing? What am I rushing for? You know, I know some people share the sentiment. I understand that everybody's going to get the day one raid, but some people aren't going to get there. It's just, what? Is this an issue? Like, I, I really would love to know. No, no, I, no, I appreciate where you're coming from because it does kind of feel like we 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 overconsume and then we immediately get to the tip of the pyramid and we're only a week in, you know, and I, I, I get that. What I would say is if they limit raids to the weekly drop again, which I don't I don't want them to do, or they go to the prophecy system, it's still gonna take you, I would think, about a month or more to get everything you want and all the roles that you want. Because even if they do the prophecy logistical system where you're slowly increasing your loot pool so there's greater chances, you know, for other things to drop or whatever, and you can run it as many times as you want, you're still as a hardcore player, I would think you're gonna spend a lot of time attempting to get a full set of good stat rolls, all the mods that they're probably adding since they added that new slot on the armor, and then the god rolls on all the weapons. Um, and I would hope that the whatever they're doing with the weapons is a clear difference in you know adept or higher you know higher up on the, the hierarchy or whatever. And so that kind of becomes your grind. Um, the the drive to jump in there day one is more about the day one week one completion for the emblem and the jacket or you know or obviously the world's first belt and after that you're you're more about you know the trying to get the god roll drops now i could see pushback and somebody saying well wouldn't it be better though to to have the raid a month later and we get to enjoy the campaign and then the seasonal content and whatever new loot and whatever new things there are to pursue. And we go get all that and we, we enjoy it and we're leveling up and we get god rolls and we gear up and we get ready and then we jump into the raid and that staggers it for a month and then you got another then then the second month of the season is spent raiding for god rolls and god roll armor. So you get like two months into the season before you're really truly done as a hardcore player. I think that would be valid pushback. Bungie just consistently unfortunately I don't necessarily agree with this but it is a business at the end of the day they use the raid as a marketing tool and a marketing mechanic which means it lands earlier in the season and earlier in the expansion's life than it probably should you know long term it would I I think be more ideal to have it land later so we exhaust the core gameplay and the core updates and the core activities or the new activities we exhaust those first before we head into the raid so i i i do think that structure has always frustrated me for for more reasons than just i play like a madman for two weeks because i'm pressured to it also i think is just poorly timed with respect to there's a bunch of other content that we always can play and we kind of don't right i'm uh, responding to avenger in chat he's saying there needs to be repeatable content for him and it needs to take longer to get everything he's saying the raid is a day one thing bada bing bada boom I get that. Here's the thing. What's funny about that is that they described uh, Destiny as a mountain climb. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't start at the summit and work our way down until we're ready to climb down. We have to go and climb up. So 
what's the mo- we have to take care of the low-hanging fruit we go through the public events we go and, f- and do the campaign just like you said we're rushing we're like building escalators up the mountain and then we just jump down no that 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 just ruins the gameplay experience and i think i think they facilitate that i i mm-hmm. i don't i think it's best to have everyone in a bigger group have more data more people playing and engaging in this community event world's first raid i don't need sweatsicle to win again or what's it that the the what was it with the legend himself or dado's group like I, I, all right great it's always the same five teams playing how about we have your clan my clan so, uh whoever else is here that has a different clan like we everybody comes in starts the raid a month i think that's way more than enough time people's got lives people have things to do unforeseen circumstances may happen and then you know that month passes boom i i don't understand why they need to have those kind of ratings the first 11 days and i think it really does create that schism in the community i i i'm not jealous i'm not going to get day one i i don't mind i want to be able to enjoy the stake that's given to me i waited all year and i don't want to catch myself in that conversation i just had my 18 ounce prime rib i want where did it go and then i'm over here being fed like hors d'oeuvres after the fact having the salad having a dessert now i'd rather it be a full course meal and just like um adventure said enjoy it like a fine wine like, well, seriously. and we and Weezy saying I'm not waiting a month after DLC to launch for a raid. But again, Too if they easy. had really good content loops and loot and things for you to chase while you were, you know, while you were waiting, I think it would be fine. I think that's part of the problem. Is it's just it just feels like such a, uh, I guess it it almost feels like we're kind of giving them a pass. Like we don't make them lean on really really good content and structure and good content and good spectrum and good loot. It's just it's we rush to run it and then that's kind of where we live so i uh i don't think they're ever going to change your attitude about it though i i think i i resonate with some of your frustrations i think originally vogue launched maybe was it my, it was like two maybe three weeks later and so it felt a little bit longer out um and i think ever since then they've seen the potential the the appeal the draw the it's like a lightning rod moment for the game and for the viewership and for it with with free to play and game pass they really want to keep capitalizing on that aspect of it you know you got hundreds of thousands of people watching and blogging about it and they they're one of the few companies that's really you know leaned into what twitch can do for you it's free marketing um quarters of time and the tower event and all the rest i mean those were those were big moments, and I think they're going to continue to use those moments to help the game grow. So, yeah. All passing right. Comment. Okay. Oh, what? Well, just passing comment. We have to, as players, understand that we facilitate that attitude as well. Just like you said, like some people are voting with their wallet and trying to tell Bungie, "Hey, they're not doing enough." Maybe some people have to say, hey, maybe we need to make it a month later. We have to show that there'll be more viewership, more community engagement if we actually protest that way. I I don't know what the true answer is. I don't think it's going to be something that satisfies us as a whole. But that's what I wanted to say. Um, Love the uh, Rachel Surround Table bit. You guys made me feel like I really wanted to jump in there and talk to. Love 30. I like Light Leap and Wolverine today. Fun times. Take care. I'll be seeing you guys tonight. All right, man. Thanks for calling in.
And mm-hmm. next question's coming from Kevin, if he's still here. It's been a little long. Uh, five out of six. Leveling to 12.30 and theories on getting ready for the world's first race. Also, Dan coming in with a $5 tip says, another thing, click, click, boom. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Clickety bang. Clickety bang, bang. All right, Kevin, if you're there and want to unmute yourself, uh, you can maybe elaborate on this uh, topic for us. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Um, right. Um, leveling. So, um, I've been uh, listening in for a couple hours since mm-hmm. the uh, since the roundtable. I've basically been lurking <laughs> in the Discord. Um, let me pull up what I what I wrote down because I wrote it down somewhere about okay. the um, leveling. Um, and actually, because um, I've only been in let me think like two call-ins so far mm-hmm. off the top of my head and uh, I don't know if it was in the first one or in the second one where you said uh, write down bullet points back then uh, before you uh, come into a call-in yeah just to so, give yourself a little outline yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so um, <laughs> between the Rachel's round table and now I wrote down like a, a giant fat list of bullet points, so I'm good for, a, for <laughs> good for a while. Like I was writing and listening at the same time. Mm-hmm. I have a list with like I don't want to sidetrack too much. Um, pick the ones, um, pick like two that bro, are the most important to you. Yeah, I can't yeah, do well, I can't do all of them because we're already all. we're already an hour in. So pick <laughs> right, maybe right, two right. that are the most important to you. I <laughs> well, I wrote down maybe like ten. But that that's too long. Like that, yes, I'm not gonna do that in, in, in one cut. Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Um, leveling to twelve thirty. Um, what did I write down? Let me just let me pull this up. All right. Um, theories and speculation on uh, getting to twelve thirty for the race. Um. So right now, and this is what I wrote down. My current speculation is um. Blue gear will start dropping at 10. Well, if you're 1060 base power right now without the artifact, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be your level when Beyond Light launches, right? 1060? Yes, because you your artifact yeah. resets, so you will enter as 10, yeah. the 1060 so, max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the game looks at your base power, um, like regardless of artifact. So if you are 1060, you're going to start off with 1060 blue drops. I'm mm-hmm. guessing, yeah. Because, like, usually with an expansion, hold on, I need to catch my breath. Jesus, sorry. Uh, with an expansion, you have um, usually a giant campaign, and like, in in this case, we need to level up like what, two hundred levels? Hundred and seventy, if you want to hit the target. That yeah. They said to hit. Well, for the hard level. cap, yeah. So, for, yeah, like almost two hundred. So you can almost um, <clears throat> guarantee that between 1060 and 1200, you're probably gonna rely on blues, and you you wanna like you said uh, earlier in the podcast, uh, you actually don't want to do powerfuls that early, right? Because yep, you don't um, want to wait. Yeah, you don't want to waste them because they'll be the bigger jumps. Right, right. So my <clears throat> current. <laughs> Uh, I wrote it down yesterday. My speculation was um, blue gear will start dropping at 1060 base power up to a soft cap of around 1200. 
mm-hmm. and then um, from 1200 to 1250 you're gonna rely on powerful drops um, mm-hmm. playing competitive because that's the uh, current meta uh, from what I know because mm-hmm. uh, you get two powerfuls right for rank from uh, valor and glory <clears throat> yeah that's one of the better places to go to level yeah yeah, yeah. like like I watched um, when was it for last week or the previous uh, shadow people for garden of salvation they were basically doing a, a crap ton of uh, competitive matches because they were getting powerfuls from that out of nowhere like, yeah, it's one of the more if, effective if ways you, to level uh, up early on. It is. Right, if you get all the way to Legend, uh, Glory, you have like, I don't know, 20 Powerfuls or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't even take that much time. So that, I, that's I, I, think you, I, think you have a sol- I think you have a solid theory. I think that's that's roughly yeah, yeah, how it's yeah. going to work. So what? Right. Uh, where are we so, going with this? Um, Jesus, okay. Honestly, I just wrote down like... I wanted to talk about, um, well, with you in the community, about what your theories are going to be for leveling strategies up to 1230 for the race. Like, do you basically, do you think um, stuff will stay the same as in the past or maybe they're going to rework the whole leveling system and we don't even have to save bounties? Um, That kind of stuff. Okay, well, yeah, saving saving bounties aren't going to have any effect on the raid because of the power being disabled on it, but I will say, as far right. as the strategy goes, it's that's still a strategy to quickly level because you get bonus yeah. power from it. I, the other strategy would be to not touch a single milestone until 1200. Now, right. if, if I remember correctly, milestones are gone until a certain point. It wasn't there like until you oh, hit a... Th- yeah, yeah. It was like that you couldn't do a milestone and hit you until you hit a thousand, and then they showed up, I think. Um, they call them challenges now. We still call That's them milestones because we're real gamers. I would, I would I say if they make zero changes... Mm-hmm. zero changes to leveling, which I really hope that's mm-hmm. not the case, but if they make zero changes to leveling, your best course they of action been. is going to be to literally gap fill and get to whatever the soft cap is and you mm-hmm. don't touch anything that's a powerful source at all. They might not let you because um, yeah. <laughs> they're Maybe. gone until the soft cap in the present system. Uh, after that, you just got to be really careful. You're going to have to get a big jump and then do right. your best to gap fill. Try to find a plus zero. I hate this system, by the yeah. way. Like, go to I, I honestly... I <laughs> this was I the last it. time as well. I really hope they're gonna rework the leveling system. Because right now, I, I said this last time as well. I need to open like five different tabs in Google Chrome for efficient leveling. Like I need to open a, a, a freaking dude. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm gonna vent now. But um, I need to open a power level calculator. Right. And dim. Most, and have dim for, opened. Yeah, and dim. And then I have to fill in the numbers and then so I can see what's even or like what needs filling and it is just a headache well like, here, here's I said this earlier you might not have been here here's why I mm-hmm. think they will be making leveling clearer because imagine trying to explain everything you and I are currently venting and ranting about <laughs> yeah. imagine them trying to explain this in the Cosmodrome tutorial with Shaw Hand like I can't see them explaining this leveling <laughs> system in a tutorial imagine Shaw hand saying like yeah just go to this website you're gonna have a power level calculator and you're gonna fill in the numbers and then you're gonna see <laughs> what you need what? to backfill and and right find a plus person. zero find a plus zero yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. P- PC and, load letter what the f- does that mean like and, find a zero then, what's a plus zero exactly 
<laughs> and a new light player is like what is all this lingo about leveling like bro like throw me a bone right like they're gonna have so many questions before they even start um so yeah i honestly i kind of hope they're gonna rework the leveling system because right now it, it's honestly uh, quite a quite a spectacle <laughs> if i'm honest Okay, I gotta um, move. Yeah. I gotta move you on yeah. to the next thing. So this right. is it. You get one more thing. What's the next thing you want to oh, talk about? Oh boy, hold up. Well, actually, I think I already did two for one. Oh, did <laughs> you? Because we're past. Uh, we're past an hour. So I never like. I never mm-hmm. like pulling somebody off the stage. But we have mm-hmm. one more caller. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I had leveling to twelve thirty, and right underneath reworking leveling system as mm-hmm. a bullet point. Mm-hmm. But we can. Uh, we can talk about that later. It doesn't have to be now. VIPs are allowed to call in and talk about, as long as it's about Destiny, you can talk about right. virtually any topic. So you can save those for another call-in day. That is 100% yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to continue for another hour. I mean, okay. I know I can, but <laughs> I'm obviously not going to do that. That's I'll, totally uh, fine, dude. Yeah. I'll move on yeah, to, yeah. To, to 4K Manning, man. Thank you for calling right. in, Kevin. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, take care, dude. Mm-hmm. Just as, just as another point to reiterate that if you are a VIP or you're considering it, you do not have to like, oh, I'm going to only call in when it's about a particular topic. If I'm talking about raids and dungeons and you really want to call in and talk about trials, do it. I'm totally fine. If you're paying that level of support, you have that that freedom to come in and jump ship or, or I'm sorry, jump categories on me. Don't do it in written Q&A, but VIPs are a lot more uh, free. Uh, 4K Manning, this is a great question or topic to end with. It says here, state of the TWABs. Uh, obviously, this is on everybody's mind, you know, substance, info, and all of that. You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Let me know what uh, what are your thoughts here? What do you want to discuss about the state of the TWABs? Cool. Awesome. Can you hear me, Lana? Yes. Sweet. Uh, just thanks for having me on and uh, getting me through today earlier, though. No, that was a, a rough patch. But um, the first thing I had was, yeah, state of the TWAB. So kind of what's left and what can we expect and what we've gotten so far mm-hmm. um the two bullet points i have for that uh is basically just what's left and then if you remember in the reveal stream luke smith mentioned a he said hey there's going to be a new way to chase a look a new a new we're going to upgrade the armor system so i'm i'm expecting a twab i don't want to i don't want to call it armor 3.0 but basically that is is i'm expecting that kind of twab and obviously we have the sandbox twab lift correct there is a they said they're going to turn their sights to our arsenal and talk about adjustments made to guns and sandbox yes got it yeah so I, those are the only two i expect that i that i know of and then is there three three weeks left four weeks left so we can expect maybe what four three more twabs so what is your and i guess i have a question for you just what is your take on what the final two would be or if you don't agree with the the armor point i suggested what do you think the remaining twabs are going to be the very last one will likely be, in case you missed it, here's trailer, here's splash page, here's, you know, calendar or whatever. They'll give you that, like, generic sort of, here's all of the hubs of info in case you missed it. And then final preparations, like, here's when you can officially start installing, because we're reinstalling the game. We're allowed to, like, 10 hours prior, I think, initial initiate yeah. that process. So final prep and things like that. I don't typically see the final TWAB being a, oh, we've been waiting to say this. Like, I don't see them doing that. It's usually a, um, let's get 
plane's about to take off, right? They're going to stand up and hold up the pamphlet and tell you where the emergency exits are, sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so that means one sandbox, and then that leaves one TWAB that's a bit of a question mark, and I would hope that that would be the one that addresses uh, leveling. I would hope that the one that talks about arsenal and sandbox also contains a update to weapons. I know people might think I'm crazy for hoping that we get that. I, I really think the ghost update points to that, and that might feel weird, but I, I think it does. Um, as far as like changing our, our appearance or or that, I'm not sure when Luke said that. Are, was he speaking about transmog? Because that's not coming in, it's in Beyond Light. It is coming in year four, though. Yeah, I just remember in the in the reveal stream before Season of Arrivals, that whole that whole big stream is he mentioned, hey, we're going to upgrade the armor system and have it to where you can chase a look as well. So maybe maybe that is what he's talking about. Um, that's just something that stu- stuck in my mind from the from the stream. Um, yeah, I think he may it. have been referring yeah. to transmog when he said Mog that. He said. Okay. Um, just to get through this, uh, going to my other points. Uh, so with the announcement of the December eighth, the forty. Uh, 4K, 60 frames, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that announcement, I took Beyond Light being $50 as, okay, it's $50 because it's going to launch on next gen, and that's what games are doing now. You're, you're seeing games go to $70 or $75, whatever they're going to. And that, that's what I took the extra $10 as, is, hey, they're, they're doing all this stuff for next gen, so maybe that's why there's a $10 plus on it. Because it, def- it definitely didn't show in the in the substance that we were getting like we didn't show we didn't know we don't know what loot we're getting we don't know the activities secret activities you know anything like that you know that's a big question on everyone's mind that we kind of talk about every day on the stream is um hey what are we getting for the 40 to 50 dollars you know what, what are we getting bungie please tell us so i t- i took it as the extra 10 dollars was just because of next gen but now that they promoted hey beyond light is gonna in that reveal stream is hey beyond light is gonna run at 4k 60 frames and then you told, hey, pre-orders are live today. Go do it. You know, 4K, 60, 60 frames. So now you just promoted, hey, hey, this is what Beyond Light is going to launch at. And then you come today with, oh, by the way, it's not going to be until a month after it launches. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of messed up on Bungie's part. And I, mm-hmm. and I, because mm-hmm. now that, now I've, personally for me, like my, how I play Destiny, I, I play alone probably 80% of the time just because my friend, my friends are all tired of Destiny. They, they're tired of the, of the, the BS. Right. Um. So I'm tr- I'm trying to sell them on the game of hey you know try to get back into it you know you know give it a give it a second chance and I did I, I sold one friend on the idea he's like you know what it looks it looks dope sure I'll get into it and I sold him on the idea of hey man you you, you know Destiny you know the gameplay it's gonna be at 4K 60 frames and he's like that actually sounds pretty dope you know yeah I'll pre-order it but now I have to tell him like oh by the way that thing I sold you on and 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 bullcrapped you on is now not till a month after you paid for it. Yeah, you know, I I think sometimes we get real persnickety. I don't think you are being persnickety. I think that's a valid piece of um, of criticism that they trotted that out as you'd be getting a new version. Now, I don't know. Did they they never confirmed 4K60 prior to that that post? I don't think. Um, I they think- did in the reveal stream and the for the season arrivals and the premiere beyond light oh you're beyond right because i think they said like noseworthy or somebody confirmed yeah 60. Yeah, yeah it was noseworthy frick yeah well i don't think that's persnickety i think that is a valid sort of hey man we, <laughs> you promoted this and we're getting it a month later that's a bit of a bummer i'm going to experience yeah. you know europa the campaign and all the new stuff at a d- 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 diminished experience um Ah, that's unfortunate. I wonder if the delay 
was them crossing their fingers and hoping to pull it off so oh, that they Oh yeah, that's actually you know, a super good point. So maybe this was an this wasn't intentional. I, I never like to assume sinister plots and malintent even though yeah. I yeah. think they're under every rock to a certain extent. <laughs> but yeah. um uh, in this case, I don't know if they pulled a looky loo or I'm, I'm sorry, a bait and switch on us. It might have literally been a ah shoot, we're not gonna pull this off. We gotta we gotta delay yeah. that. Um, it stinks. It stinks. I think everybody. I think people have every right to say now. Hang on, just a minute here. I pre-ordered under this this promise and this guise, and I'm not getting it for 30 days. That's 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 kind of dissatisfying. Um, yeah, especially when people are buying the $500 console or $400 console. Yes. Like I, I, yeah. I bought the console. I bought mm-hmm. your game. Please, yes. Like, <laughs> give me, give me what I'm paying for, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those so. are those are legitimate, and I hate to keep going back to it, but I also think we just have to keep kind of saying it's a sign of the times, man. It stinks. Everything's yeah. getting delayed, yeah. pushed back. TV yeah. shows are getting shoved back. Movies. It's just a bummer after bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't want to use that as the, as like the go to one size fits all excuse, but it's just kind of like ah we. We kind of have to, I guess, adjust and say, yeah. Roll with it. Roll with the punches, man. Stuff just keeps getting delayed, and it sucks. You don't – one of the best things I read going through everything I went through in the summer, and it's such a great motto, is you don't have to like it, but you got to learn to live with it. And where we are right yeah, now, we don't have to like it. It stinks. Staying home's a bummer and all of that. Um, you know, friends of ours have gone through this, and schools are doing stuff, and it's it stinks. Um, yeah. We've got to learn to, I guess – accept life on its terms right now um and this is one of those times where i think it's a valid like oh what come on maybe some compensation maybe they could do something uh maybe some silver to people um that log in day one on their new consoles um if you log in on a new console prior to the eighth maybe they could give you some love um that could that could be something they could do because you could say hey yeah. I, you know I, you know what you know it's funny I was going to take my, my, my Series X with me when I traveled uh, to my parents and play, and I'm just now realizing I won't have the cool version yet. It will be b- before December the 8th. So I also yep. am uh, being sort of uh, negatively affected by this. Um, I'm yep. not going to storm the castle, but it's like, well, that stinks. That's a bit of a soured purchase, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then it that on top of kind of what I mentioned before of like, hey, why is this $10 more than usual? And why is the... Because yes. the, the season being separate as well is okay now that the 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 next gen upgrades out of the way so now really what am i paying for now like Bungie, you have to come out and tell me hey these are the activities this is what you can expect about Mm -hmm. this many items to chase um because what we know of now is that is that one armor set that one blue and red set of guns those 10 exotics europa a raid a strike no new crucible maps no new gambit maps uh Bungie, what's what's going on over there at uh at the headquarters but and we we could talk about that you know for 24 hours straight it's always a topic every day but well and a great final thought on that that i i loved how somebody put it earlier and i i, I meant to highlight it they said anybody who plays beyond light on game pass they're gonna need a clear purchase portal for the season because they don't get it so they're gonna have yep. to go somewhere and have a very clear outline of what they get for yeah. the ten dollars because if not it's Absolutely. like that's a necessary thing. So I'm not talking about me now. I'm talking about the swath of players who are a <laughs> yeah. potential or a potential revenue earn, a ten dollar revenue earn on billions, well maybe not billions, millions of Game Pass players that you could get the ten dollars from. That's a lot of money on the table. You better yeah, have a clear portal for purchase for that. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So cool. That's all I got. Thanks, Lana, for for everything. Yeah, appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you so much. Guys, this new format's dope. I love that we came up with the idea of having the caller's name and topic on the screen. It also kind of keeps us on point and shakes up the order a bit. And we had some new callers today. 4K Manning, first time calling in. So happy to walk you guys through that ever. If you pick that VIP tier, we'll get you sorted into the Discord so you can take advantage of that. Don't forget VIP Fight Night tonight as well if you want to try to kill me and Among Us. Uh, show up tonight for that. If you're here live, don't go anywhere, but if you're listening elsewhere, be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com for all of my content. The Rageous Roundtable just returned. SNTR presents Repeat Theater. So sntrnetwork.com, go bookmark it if you haven't already. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.